We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, derived from the sake of the government. And whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute a new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer, while evils are sufferable, than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government, and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donny the Don. Don't be political property. Be free. Hello, hello, welcome back. Glad to have you back over here. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to talk about the Batman review with Donny the Don. So, Batman is actually one of my favorite heroes of all time when it comes to American superheroes. And a lot of people who've known me for a while from Twitter or in my life in general have known that I am a huge Batman fan. Uh, one of the reasons why I, I see him fighting the bad guys and, and uh, fighting the people, um, but he's been deemed as a vigilante. And I just think it's very interesting that, you know, vigilantes are, are seen as bad. But if you think about our Constitution and our rights and everything... <laughs> Um, you know, this is fiction, but since it, it, it plays off of kind of how the cities are actually ran here, uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of times in this, like in this movie, we'll get to that in a second. One thing I noticed in my review looking at this movie and watching it was the fact that, I mean, how many Gotham cities do we know in this country ourselves? I can name a few. Um, I'm going to say DC, Chicago, New York City, Los Angeles, and places like that where we have a, a lot of corruption um, with, you know, DAs, judges, uh, lawyers, uh, police departments. And then who's going to fight those people for us, right? So I guess with the fantasy world of this all is having um, uh, Batman fight those things. who so turned out to be a, a billionaire gazillionaire with a lot of money who can make a lot of gadgets to do those things for us. But I want to play for y'all real quick. One of my favorite scenes in the movie. Um, one moment. That's what you're supposed to be. I'm vengeance. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I'm vengeance. I was thought he's going to say I'm Batman, but no, he said I'm vengeance. So when I'm, when I'm watching this film, I, I have a few things I've noticed. Um, I was kind of like, who's that guy standing behind the other guy in the beginning? I'm like, how did he not know that guy was there? And the importance of who that character is and how they, they play with your emotions. Like I'm really big on rhetoric. So it's kind of hard for me to watch movies without, you know, analyzing them that way. 
But when I'm watching it, I'm watching like they're built of this emotional pill. Oh my gosh, this man was killed by some insane person. And oh my gosh, look, his he, he left a, a child behind. And then when you find out later on that the guy wasn't so good, it's kind of like, well, I don't know, maybe he had coming. So in a sense, people may think, well, the Riddler's a, a, a crazy murderer and he just kills people. And then you think, well, maybe he's a good guy because he's getting rid of the bad guys, the ones who are, are causing all the crimes in the city. And then you find out who's actually running the city. It's just interesting to to look at. And I'm, I'm sitting there looking at and watching this movie and I'm thinking this stuff is going on in real life. But people are just watching this for entertainment. And it, as in a sense... Where are our vigilantes? Where are the people in our cities taking down these corrupt politicians and their corrupt DAs and judges and everything like that? But they, in a sense, sometimes these kind of films humanize those people. And you're rooting for uh, Batman in this movie to take down who's fighting the bad people. So it's like in this one, I was like, hmm, Batman's trying to find out, take down the Riddler and because he's killing all these corrupt people, but then he's a part of um, unveiling, um, pulling the, the curtain back on the fact that these are actually the bad guys. So uh, Radio Freedom, <laughs> I would love to hear your perspective on this, and we can keep discussing it. I'm surprised Robert's not here, because he said he had a lot to say about the movie. And I have some other things. Uh, I want uh, James to go first. I have some criticisms. I like I said, I do, I do like the film. I think it was pretty good. I did not watch it initially because I was afraid it was going to be woke and they're going to mess up my perspective of my favorite superhero because you know they put masks on them and stuff and they have all these other woke DC movies. I was afraid they're going to do that here. And I also had an issue with Batman being the vampire from Twilight. I did. I feel like I'm happy they put a mask on him the majority of the movie. Because I, he just looks like a goth kid, um, and I didn't really care for the the Catwoman character, and I feel like they were pushing anorexia or something. I'm not body shaming the person, but she was very very thin and it didn't look natural. So I was like, wonder if they were editing what she looks like in real life too. Um, with that, so yeah, I have some more critiques on that, but I'll go ahead and let James go. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I didn't actually watch the movie. I don't hardly ever watch movies, but I just wanted to say something about vigilanteism. And um, that's something that I support 100%, as I said in, in the comments there. Um, I think it's funny that uh, we have all of these movies that with all of these characters that are vigilantes, and everybody loves them. But in real life, people... They don't like vigilanteism. They, it, vigilanteism has a bad name, but um, even on the uh, BLM website, they have on their goals section, I don't know if they've changed it because I know that they've changed some things, but before when I read it, it said that they wanted to take action to stop cops and vigilantes from uh, taking action against the black community. And um, so that's basically a deceptive way of saying that they want to um, prevent justice when a black person commits a crime. Um, 
So <laughs> I, I personally 100% support vigilantism. I think that um, basically that it's actually more just to have something done by a vigilante than it is to have a cop get involved. But, um, yeah, that's basically all I wanted to say about that. I'm just a, a big fan of uh, vigilantes in real life. <laughs> yeah, they don't, don't go anywhere. Another one I really like, too, who's a billionaire, is um, Arrow. Um, he's, his storyline is kind of similar to Batman. It's also a DC character where he, he's fighting bad guys, too. But I'm the Green like, Arrow? Yeah, it's called Green Arrow. He's like Robin Hood in a sense, but not Robin Hood. He just he dresses like Robin Hood, but he's a vigilante too. Okay. Yeah, I think so, that there was an, another Arrow character. I don't know for sure. I'm, I don't really keep up with the superhero stuff very much. <laughs> no problem. I'm going to define for the audience because people will come back and listen and may not have heard some of this stuff, but vigilanteism is defined as the act of enforcement. Hey, James, can you, can you move the mic for one second? I can hear myself echoing. Thank you. Vigilanteism is defined as the act of enforcement, investigation, or punishment of perceived offenses without legal authority. Um, who's to tell people they don't have the authority to do these things? And a lot of times the reason why they call it vigilanteism is because they don't want you going after them because they're the bad guys. So they'll put this on the movie screen and like, oh, yes, this is amazing. This is great. But then in real life, they don't want you coming after the corrupt politicians and, and holding them accountable for their actions. They don't want those things. We have citizen arrest in this country. So is this like, how, how can you, you, can, you can't pick and choose what's, what's a vigilante if, it, if it's targeting you because you're bad, a bad politician or DA or judge or any of the above. Yeah, I think we should have more vigilanteism. I mean, I've said before that I think that the state protects evil people. And I would prefer, I mean, I would like it if we had vigilantes dealing with these evil people rather than the state, like, taking somebody, locking them up, and then, like, letting them go later. And because when they lock them up, it's like, uh, the, the the taxpayers are being forced to take care of these people, to pay to take care of these people. Mm -hmm. And then they just go and let them out again, like murderers and rapists and stuff like that. And those people, I think, are people that they shouldn't be alive, let alone, I mean, and, and you, you can't just lock them up and be like, okay, it's been five, ten years or whatever. And then just let them back out. That's I, that to me is just uh, stupid. It's like the a lot of times, like I mean, you're just giving them the opportunity to do it again. And you know, I I know you didn't see the movie, but honestly, too, I would say that the Joker was a vigilante, but they deemed him as you know the crazy you know serial killer, killing cops and killing and doing the things he was doing. And then you find out what these people did. It's just. It's just uh, how people have been told in the movie how it was painted. Oh, he's just a, the bad guy, you know, the Riddler. And it's like, well, he was actually should be considered a vigilante as well in this film because he was taking on the bad guys. But, hey, I, I had Jeff on deck. Uh, well, let's, let's hear his Oh, I just want to ask you one thing. Uh, did you watch yeah. the show Dexter? I've seen some of it. Like, he's like the serial killer of the serial killers, right? Yeah, I, I loved that show. At least the first <laughs> series, they made a second series that wasn't as good, but like he was, 
like killing the bad guys. And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't have any problem with this, but you know, he's, um, of course, like some people think that he's a bad guy too, but I mean, if you're killing murderers, uh, I'm not, I'm not seeing a problem there. Yeah. I, I guess too, we have to think about things too. I guess they're saying like the due process, with the law and having a jury and then being tried and everything like that. But when we have all this corruption going on and, we have a we have a rogue um, government, and they're going to do whatever they want to. It, you should really start thinking about certain things like that. And then you know what's what's the what's the um, consequence for treason? Yes. So just saying. Let's pull over Jeff real quick. Um, let's see. Hey Jeff, I haven't seen you before. Welcome. Hey, your mic isn't unmuted. I can't hear you. Jeff, paging one, two, three. Jeff, one, two, three. While we wait for Jeff's mic to come on, and hopefully it does, because I, this was a, this one was gonna be really, really short. Um, I was gonna point out some of the other things that I had thought about and noticed, and a few criticisms. So typically in the past, you would have seen Riddler and Penguin working together. If you watch the um, Gotham City series, they they work together a lot. You've seen in the other films where they work together to take on uh, Batman and things like that. I didn't feel like they did enough with the Penguin character. He didn't have, really have, he was more of like a thought. He was brought up a few times and I feel like they should have, did more with that, especially after me watching Gotham and that I actually liked that version of Penguin a lot. This one, I didn't really like how he looked. I didn't really, he didn't really have much of character development or anything like that. So I wasn't really a big fan of him. But with Riddler, I, some people say they didn't like this version of Riddler. I liked it. I like DC's dark. I like that it was darker. The Riddler does these things and stuff. I didn't really care for the goofy Jim Carrey version of the Riddler. Um, I like this version, but they, what they did though, they feel like they dressed him up like Bane and kind of had him like a, a Bane kind of characteristics. Um, and I actually didn't mind that, but I just don't want them to, you know, to start getting people confused. Cause at first I wasn't for sure which villain that they were talking about when they were using the Riddler and like, Oh, okay. There's all these riddles. Okay. Okay. I get it now. This must be the Riddler. That was a little confusing. I can see that. And then the Catwoman, um, they had her in here. She seemed like a soft, really more not so, you know, bad girl version. Um, and some of the scenes were kind of weird with her when, like, when she was going to go after her father, um, and Batman was holding her back. It looked fake. Like, it didn't look good. There's a certain few scenes. My other few criticisms is in the beginning that they had Batman had his shirt off and his back was showing and it was like super unnaturally buff and it didn't look like it matched the guy's head it just it looked the double stuff was kind of like yeah y'all have to do a little better with these doubles but other than that i say the movie is good um i will say it's definitely no not better than dark knight by any means but i feel like it's good and i feel like people should if you haven't watched it yet you should watch it and then look at it from the perspective of like real life too. 
um, and then analyze it from that perspective. Um, because like I said, Gotham city is uh, pretty much every city in the United States and we have corruption across the, the board with politicians and so forth. And, um, like I said, that is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. He is my favorite when it comes to American heroes. My favorite um, heroes are actually anime because I'm really big on anime. I like Dragon Ball Z a lot. So, yeah, that's that's all I really had for that piece. And I haven't heard. Jeff, are you there? Your mic working yet? No? Okay. Baldy, we're going to go with you. And we're going to keep it really short and quick because this one is supposed to be short. But have you seen it yet? I saw it, but I need to see it again. And uh, I was dozing in and off because it was late at night. <laughs> and I was watching it from the comfort of my own home. Illegally, of course. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Illegally. I am a tech. I'm always looking for these kind of freebies. So I, I take this off the trip. Even though I told my friend who works at the theater, I'll see you there. I just couldn't wait. And it came up, so I saw it. It was in good quality. Now, I never liked the Batman. This guy. I love Batman. The whole the, the whole character thing. I just mm-hmm. didn't like this guy with Twilight. I don't think it was just fitting. He's too skinny. He's too gothic, like you were saying. Yeah. And it, that's I one of the reasons why. It wasn't a Batman for, for my age group, because I'm a Gen Xer at 49. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe for the th- the 30s and down, because even the Catwoman, as skinny as she was, I I I have a feeling it was for the millennials of the 34, 33, all the way down. They try to change it up. So, you know, yeah, I was open. They, I, and, and they, like hey, you said, uh, that's I, a good point you brought up. They were trying to att- attract a particular group of people. I think that's why they used him because he's really popular with the the younger crowd with Twilight, and I think that's why he was cast for that. So, you know, comparing it to the other Batmans, like, you know, Christian Bale for the longest, George Clooney, yeah. you know, a couple of times, stuff like that. I, I just thought of it, you know what, it it, it, it took another turn. It, it was something different. It was something new. It was more darker. Mm-hmm. Even, I believe, the the guy that was a criminal, criminal and hopefully I wasn't going to get it wrong, otherwise I'll see it again. Was it the Riddler? I think yes, it was. he was supposed no. to be deemed as the villain. But Just I was thinking he, a, a, he looked a, more a, like a vigilante to me than a villain. Yeah. And and in a way, you know, the, the, the guy, total nerd, total computer nerd. So <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that kind of hits on my area. But at the same time, in, you know, in his own fashion, he, you know, he wanted to do evil. He should have actually teamed up, like you said, with Batman. Probably would have done better. He but, tried to. But Batman isn't, isn't like more. Batman wasn't for killing people and doing things like that. That's why they don't work. They won't, yeah. they won't work together. Um, the many scenes that they gave the Catwoman, I think that was cool. I think it was a little bit over, like very vindictive. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's kind of like they've always had this attraction. Like, do I go with her? Do I go? And I was like, go with her already. Get on the bike and just take off with her already, for crying out loud. <laughs> you know? That was my thing. I was like, man, you know, you guys are just good together. Just go. Maybe it'll be the next. The next movie, but then I, I heard that this same guy from Twilight doesn't want to do any more Batman, so I guess that's the end of the story, but it was a new take. Uh, I just didn't like how the cops always try to, they were anti-Batman. I guess this was the stress yep. on the vigilante. They were so anti-Batman, they were ready to massacre him. Um, you know and- what? That's a good point, because, okay, 
I had good point to hit on. When he was Batman, it was, oh, let's take his mask off. F him. But once Bruce Wayne, like, oh, hello. We love you. <laughs> I mean, Commissioner Gordon actually had to come out. And he himself was putting his job on the line. and They, he was make, they were making him to be the bad guy. And I was like, this is not right, you know? He's yeah, fighting, yeah. He's fighting for what's right. And instead of the cops looking at that, like, I would look at it as a cop if I was a cop. Well, you know what? We're bounded by the law, but he's not bounded by the law. And whatever, he, he doesn't kill people. Whatever we can't do, he could do. But no, he, he had to be the bad guy. So they, they just wanted to go after him. I was like, ah, oh, it's not right. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate you for bringing that other perspective up here. I appreciate you. I'm glad you watched it. I want to watch it again. So I'm going to watch it again. But yeah, yeah, me too. I want to, I want to take more care of it because I was watching late night and I kept on dozing off and I should have just gone through the whole thing. Well, it was three hours, so I don't blame you. But, uh, Robert, I'm going to pull you up. You were supposed to be here on time. Like, I'm about to close this out. So hopefully you can get your point across here real soon. I'll get you over here. And then I had to close out because we have a show at eight o'clock PM uh, Central Standard Time as well. But I got to do some things in between. So, uh, Robert, go ahead. Sorry, dear. I'll be on time next time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, my my whole I really like the fact that the movie pointed out all the hypocrisy of the city. One of the things that stood out to me is the fact that the the Riddler was a was a product of a failed promise of a from a guy who. Who, who was wanted to save, uh, uh, because Bruce Wayne's father, what, he promised, uh, he was a billionaire that promised all this money to help the community. And in the end, uh, uh, all it did was it helped the, it helped the fat cats, uh, the, to make more money and help, and help the crooked cops to steal more drugs. So, uh, so, Batman series has always done a good job of humanizing the the quote unquote enemy because so because if you think about it, the Riddler was kind of put in that position too you know and the Riddler didn't have the guidance to know uh, didn't have the guidance to know how to deal with it because he was he was left in an orphanage with nobody to help him and. And, you know, I felt this, I mean, and, and, uh, I mean, Joker's really my favorite villain, but this is the first movie that they really made sense of the Riddler. But when you look, when you look at the bad guys, you gotta ask the question, what made them bad guys? Who failed them? Yeah. So you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I thought but I also thought that there was there was one very interesting point uh been made in the movie too. Remember where Batman and Catwoman were deciding uh whether they're gonna go separate ways or run away together? Batman <coughs> Batman felt like it was his duty to stay around. 
Uh, but Catwoman, she said that the city's, that things are always going to be the same. It's just going to be different players, basically. So I, in a way, I think both of them had a good point, but it's one of those things you have to choose. Do you fight for what you love or, or do you just throw your hands up and say, fuck it, people don't want to change, so why try? And I think that, and I think that we're at a point right now where we have people who are in real life too thinking, well, is it worth fighting for? Are there too many sheeps to help and get it? Or do I fight for this? You know, because you can look at public opinion. It could be controlled. They can say you're a bad person and make whatever they want about you because people will easily just listen to do whatever and believe whatever they're told. So that's a, that's a good point to bring up. So, so if, are you Catwoman or are you Batman? I think I'm Batman myself personally when it comes down to, um, picking what side that I'm on where I want to keep fighting opposed to run off and just trying to like, um, do my, be free on my own. I, I think it's, it also depends on how 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 good a relationship you generally have with people because mm-hmm. if, if you have a lot of close relationships in your life, you're not going to turn your back on people very easily. But on the other hand, if, if say all say all you have the only people you have close to you are family and maybe a couple of friends, I mean I. I can see somebody like that saying, fuck it, these people don't care, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna save the people that, save the people like, that, uh, that care about me and the rest, fuck them. You know, so that's where, that's where I was, when I was talking about humanizing people in the last discussion, I think that's where it, I think that's how we, make it worth fighting for we we start talking about each other as humans not as political pawns not as not as uh as uh, good guys and bad guys you know we talk about people as each other we admit that we're all faulty human beings in one way or another and i think that's what's going to make it worth fighting for because if we don't value each other, why the hell should we care? Why shouldn't we just throw our hands up and find, find get a new start somewhere else? Absolutely. And that is going to conclude our discussion on the Batman review. If you haven't watched the Batman, you should definitely check it out. Um, especially if you were afraid it's going to be too woke. I was afraid it was going to be too woke. The way it took me a while, I will tell me it's not that woke. There were some woke pieces in it. That's okay. You get it. It's Gotham City. What Gotham City represented a lot of that kind of stuff that's going on anyways. Um, but it, it wasn't overwhelming by any means. It was it was good. I would definitely suggest watching it. Yes, it's a three-hour movie. But you know what? It's it, I think it was worth it. Other people said it was too long. I thought it was fine. Um, but, uh, Robert, you weren't here when I played my favorite scene from the movie. And I think I actually lost it. Let me find it. But I'm going to close this out with my favorite scene from the movie. And then I'm also going to um, close this out our anthem. 
And then we're going to get back together and we're going to talk about, you know, the current events that happened this week. Um, a couple of things have been listed and get back and have everyone have open forums. We can discuss those different things. And I'm actually kind of upset. Why? Where? Where is my... I didn't take it off my scene. Hmm. Hold on. Let me find it again. I am Landon's Batman. I'm going to play my favorite scene here because I was expecting him to say, I am Batman. But he did not say, I am Batman. All right. Here we go. The hell are you supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, I appreciate y'all for being here with us and having this show with us. If there's any other hero movies, hold on. How are you supposed to be? If there's any other hero movies you guys like, um, let me know and then we can talk about them and review, review them and all the good stuff. All right. Where we go? We're out. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. And whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form, as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer. While evils are suffering, then to themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. You're tuning into the Constitutionalist with Donnie the Don. Don't be political.